Good morning. Welcome to All Souls Unitarian Universalist Church. My name is Susan Caldwell, and I'm the Director of Religious Education here at All Souls. I've been a member of this church for almost 15 years and a Unitarian Universalist for 30 years. If you seek to worship with us, then you are welcome here, whatever your age, race, gender, ethnicity, ability, origin, orientation, gender identity, or background. We welcome you. We want to extend a special welcome to all of our guests, whether you're worshiping with us for the first time or whether you've been here a number of times, and some of you are back after a long time, and we're glad to have you here. We ask that you please complete, if you are new, one of the blue cards in the back of the pews and either place it in the offering plate or hand it to one of the greeters in the foyer. We want to know that you're here and how you found us and whether or not you would like an invitation to get on our email list and to receive our newsletter online. You've come here on a very special day for a very different service, in case you haven't already noticed that. Once a year, we take the time to honor and celebrate our animal companions and the ways that they enrich our lives. So trust me when I say that the sanctuary doesn't look like this every Sunday, though many believe that it should. If this is your first visit, we encourage you to come back a number of times to discover the diversity of our community and our services. Our chaplain, Barbara Gerald, will be back in the pulpit next week. She is out of town this weekend attending to family obligations. We have coffee and snacks in the social hall after the service, and I'm pretty sure we have some doggy treats too. And we look forward to getting to know you. Announcements and activity information are included with your order of service. Please read through these and take them home with you for future reference. Um, And feel free to join us for any of the events listed. Membership in this church is open to all who are willing to support and participate in the life of this church, who contribute financially to the extent that they are able, and who affirm the principles of Unitarian Universalism. And those are available in the foyer on a little gray card, or you can talk to some of the members, quiz them. They want to be quizzed about the principles. Um, To learn more about our faith and about this congregation, as I said, we invite you to talk to someone in the membership table or um, to any of our members. And you can also attend one of the newcomer information sessions that we have once a month. I wanted to highlight just a couple of things that are going on. First of all, um, Interfaith is having another candidate accountability night. This one is in Bossier at St. Jude Catholic Church at 7 o'clock p.m. Monday night. That's tomorrow night, October 18th. Um, it will be for the 4th District Congressional candidates, Dr. John Fleming and uh, David Melville. So far, only Mr. Melville has accepted the invitation. We are actually encouraging people to call Dr. Fleming's office in Shreveport and encourage him not to miss this opportunity to engage with his constituents. Interfaith is nonpartisan, and we want to work with whomever gets into office, and we want people to have the opportunity to hear from both candidates. Um, 
Also, if you haven't already, I really encourage you to sign up for the Crop Walk. This is a um, sponsor walk to alleviate hunger and poverty, both here in the local area and around the world. There's information about it in the social hall. Sign up, solicit some donations, and go out and have a good time walking with people from all faiths in this area. It's a wonderful, another opportunity to really see the true diversity of Shreveport. Um, a couple of announcements. Uh, Ron Thurston, I believe, has an announcement from the silent auction. Good morning, you animals. <laughs> Make your favorite animal noise. Uh, the best party of the year is coming up, and it's uh, November the 6th. And I can tell you from uh, years of experience with this party, it's tremendous. It's great. Uh, I know we've got a, a great band. I believe it's uh, Lip Service Trio is playing. I believe that's right. And uh, what I want to do is encourage you. Pam Holt is uh, one of the co-chairs, and uh, Paige is the, the other co-chair. And um, uh, stop by the table as you exit on the right. They've got raffle tickets for sale. They've got your admission tickets for, or uh, sign-up for sale. Uh, and the main thing that I want to tell you today is I want your involvement. I want you to own this party. So with that in mind, please think of what you can contribute to the silent auction personally. There's in-house contribution forms there. Think of who you do business with, your florist, your hairdresser, you know, whoever. For your help in that area, in business contributions, we have assembled, actually Melissa, Melissa Gibson assembled, uh, a list of the um, uh, businesses in the area that have supported us in the past. That's laying on the table next to the business contributions. You can... Scan that list, and it'll give you ideas of some very user-friendly people that will support us there. In addition, here are a few forms that might entice you to uh, get involved here. Uh, party donations. Parties have always been a big hit, and uh, we have had all kinds of... Uh, Ones I just uh, heard that I'm, I've been invited to a weenie roast party coming up uh, on the 29th uh, this morning. So uh, uh, you don't have to do it immediately. You know, you can kind of lag things over. Uh, I will bring a dessert to the silent auction. Uh, I think the main dish and everything is catered, but we need desserts at the silent auction. And I will donate five hours of my time to the highest bidder's favorite charity. How about that for a different twist? Things to think about. So we, we need your involvement. Please see Pam and Paige at the back table, and Melissa, she's back there too. Have fun. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. And finally, Betty Gorey Parent, who also is in charge of presenting the service today, and it's going to be a wonderful service, but she has something to say about a little different topic right now. Hi, my name is Betty. 
And the first thing that I want to do is thank everybody who showed up yesterday. If you're new to the church, if you're new to the church, sometimes it doesn't look this great. If you've been here before, I know that you drove up and just went, wow, it's just beautiful. And there were nine people who showed up yesterday. Our next workday on the exterior is November the 13th, Saturday from 9 to 1. But we have a special project going on next Sunday after the service. I need people to stay and help move things out of the classrooms because we're getting all of the tile floors cleaned and waxed. So it's going to look really sharp. But I can't move all that by myself. So I'm hoping people will come next Sunday and help. Thanks. We come together today to thank God for all the beautiful creatures that enrich and enhance our lives. We come together today to bless animals everywhere. We come together today to give thanks and bless our special animal friends. We joyously welcome all of these honored guests. This is the day that we fully consciously recognize that we do indeed share this beautiful planet with multitudes of creatures. We discover in the scripture readings that we are connected. For the fate of humans and the fate of animals is the same. As one dies, the other. It doesn't say that only if we humans die, the animals die. It works both ways. It is our best interest to take care of and give care to all of God's creatures from Chief Seattle, what is man without beasts? If all the beasts are gone, man would die from great loneliness of spirit. For whatever happens to beasts also happens to man. All things are connected. Whatever befalls the earth befalls the sun of the earth. We give thanks for these magnificent creatures. If you all will join me in the unison reading this morning. It should be inside your um, orders of service. Stand as you're able. All praise be yours through Brother Wolf. Oh, I'm sorry. I was <laughs> Give me the directions there, Sam. I'm going to read the first sentence, and y'all read the second one, okay? And then we'll, we'll do like that all the way through the reading. Okay, shall we do our unison affirmation? And it's in the order of service if you don't know. Love is the doctrine of this church. The quest for truth is its sacrament, and service is its prayer. To dwell together in peace, to seek knowledge and freedom, to serve human need, to the end that all souls shall grow into harmony with the sacred. Thus do we covenant with each other. This is the story of Adam and Eve's pets. I don't know if you all get a lot of the different emails go around about critters like I do, but this is one of my favorite stories. Adam and Eve said, Lord, when we were in the garden, you walked with us every day. Now we don't see you anymore. We're lonesome down here. And it's difficult for us to remember how much you love us. And God said, I will create a companion for you that will be with you and who will be a reflection of my love for you so that you will love me even when you cannot see me. 
Regardless of how selfish or childish or unlovable you may be, this new companion will accept you as you are and will love you as I do, in spite of yourselves. And God created a new animal to be a companion for Adam and Eve, and it was a good animal, and God was pleased. And the new animal was pleased to be with Adam and Eve, and he wagged his tail. And Adam said, Lord, I have already named all of the animals in the kingdom, and I cannot think of a name for this new animal. And God said, I have created this new animal to be a reflection of my love for you. His name will be reflection of my own name, and you will call him D-O-G. And Dog lived with Adam and Eve and was a companion to them and loved them, and they were comforted. And God was pleased. And Dog was content and wagged his tail. After a while, it came to pass that an angel came to the Lord and said, Lord, Adam and Eve have become filled with pride. They strut and preen like peacocks, and they believe that they're worthy of all that adoration. Dog had indeed taught them they were loved, but perhaps too well. So God said, I will create them a companion who will be with them and who will see them as they are. The companion will remind them of their own limitations, so they will know that they are not always worthy of adoration. And God created cat. to be a companion to Adam and Eve. And Cat would not obey them. And when Adam and Eve gazed into Cat's eyes, they were reminded that they were not the supreme beings. (laughs) And Adam and Eve learned humility, and they were greatly improved, and God was pleased. And dog was pleased. And cat, cat didn't give a flip one way or the other. Sometimes anger can be a good thing. Henry Berg's anger was. Berg was a Unitarian who lived in the 1800s. He was also the man who founded the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, and it was his anger about the way people often treated animals that got him started. Berg was a rich man who liked wearing silk hats and fancy vests. He loved the opera, and he traveled a lot in Europe. When he was 50... President Abraham Lincoln asked him to go to Russia as a diplomat. There, Berg saw a man whipping a horse. He asked a policeman to stop the beating, but the policeman said the man owned the horse and he could do anything with him he wanted to. People who saw Berg trying to interfere gathered around and shook their fists at him. Berg had to leave, but he remembered what had happened. He also remembered what he had seen at home in America, overworked and beaten horses, 
dog pits where people bet on which dogs would kill the other, fights to the death between roosters or between bulldogs and bears, and pigeon shoots where birds were blinded in one eye so they would fly around crazily while wealthy hunters tried to shoot them. After leaving Russia, Berg went to England, where he met the president of the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. This organization had the power to stop people from abusing animals. Berg realized he could start a group like that in the U.S., the ASPCA. Berg helped New York State pass a law making abuse of animals illegal, but he did not stop there. As president of the ASPCA, the city and state of New York gave him power to arrest people and take them to court. Soon, he seemed to be everywhere at once, investigating cruelty, closing down dog pits and rooster fights, making dirty farmers clean up their barns. His battle to stop cruelty to animals became known as Berg's War. Berg made a lot of people angry right back at him. They called him the Great Meddler, drew nasty cartoons about him, and sent threatening letters with skulls and crossbones. One man attacked Berg with an iron bar but swung and missed. Other men threw fish heads and chicken guts at him. But Berg did not stop. When people gathered around while he was making an arrest on the street, Berg preached kindness. He felt it would be a better triumph to plant kindness in people's hearts than to build a new railroad across America, as some other men were then doing. The ASPC was active, but it was poor. Then an old man sent for Berg. When Berg entered the shabby little home, the old man said, I've been reading about you in the papers. I like what you are doing for the animals. I am ill, and I know I'm dying. I'm going to leave everything in my will to the SPCA. This is like discovering Warren Buffett. Berg thanked the old man without expecting his guilt, his gift to be of much help. But after the man died, Berg found out he had been a millionaire who lived as a miser. Now the ASPCA could move out of a small rental room into a building of its own, and it could grow. Within five years, Societies for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals had sprung up in 19 states and Canada. One day, Berg learned about a case of cruelty involving a small girl instead of an animal. He rescued her and then, with other leaders, helped start the New York Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. This was the first time in the people in the United States have or had organized to protect children. By the time Berg died, the meddling his anger had driven him to do had accomplished great things. 
People wrote, wrote poems about him and built monuments to him. The best monuments to him are not statues. They are organizations and volunteers all over the world that protect children and animals. Some right here. I think I could turn and live with animals. They're so placid and self-contained. I stand and look at them long and long. They do not sweat and whine about their condition. They do not lie awake and weep in the dark and weep for their sins. They do not make me sick discussing their duty to God. Not one is dissatisfied. Not one is demented with the mania of owning things. Not one kneels to another, nor to his kind that lived thousands of years ago. Not one is disrespected or unhappy over the whole earth. Walt Whitman. Now it's time for the offering to support the spirit home that we love. For those of you who have been to the services before, we have read a, something called the Rainbow Bridge. And it talks about our pets that have left and how they will meet us on the other side. And I've read that and I love that, but I found something that touches my heart. A little bit different, so I'm going to read that today. This is a story about a little four-year-old girl and her dog, Abby. Abby died last month. The day she died, my four-year-old daughter, was Meredith, was crying and talking about how much she missed Abby. She asked if we could write a letter to God so that when Abby got to heaven, God would recognize her. I told her that I thought we could... So she dictated these words. This is not me. This is a mother who's writing it. Dear God, will you please take care of my dog? She died yesterday and is with you in heaven. I miss her very much. I am happy that you let me have her as my dog, even though she got sick. I hope you'll play with her. She likes to play ball and she loves to swim. I am sending a picture of her so when you see her, you'll know that she was my dog. I really miss her. Love, Meredith. Meredith and Mom put the letter in the envelope with the picture of Abby and Meredith and addressed it to God-heaven. Meredith put lots of stamps on it because she was sure it would take a lot of stamps to get it all the way to heaven and they put their return address on it. That afternoon, Meredith dropped it in the letterbox at the post office, and a few days later she asked, Mom, has God gotten my letter yet? Mom said, I think he has. And then yesterday, there was a package wrapped in gold paper on the front porch addressed to Meredith. 
no return address, unfamiliar handwriting. Meredith opened it up, and inside was a book by Mr. Rogers called When a Pet Dies. Taped to the inside of the cover was the letter that Meredith and her mom had written to God in its opened envelope, and on the opposite page was the picture of Meredith and Abby and this note. Dear Meredith, Abby arrived safely in heaven. Having the picture helped a lot. I recognized her right away. Abby isn't sick anymore. Her spirit is here with me, just like it stays in your heart. Abby loved being your dog. Since we don't have bodies in heaven, I don't have any pockets to put your picture in. So I am sending it back to you in this little book for you to keep and have something to remember Abby by. Thank you for the beautiful letter, and thank your mother for helping you write it and sending it to me. What a mother, wonderful mother you have. I picked her especially for you. I send my blessings every day, and remember that I love you very much. By the way, I'm easy to find. I am wherever love is. Love God. I have been blessed in my life to have wonderful... Well, we're going to have to wait a minute on that. I have been blessed to have wonderful animals in my life. This is the first time I'm in the pulpit without one. In the memory of the ones who have come before, who have blessed my life, been obedient, stood by me no matter what, even when I was not kind and was not caring and was not watching out for them the best, they always came back and said, it doesn't matter, I still love you. So what I'd like to do at this time, if you would, the ones who have come before, please stand, call out their names, and we will light a candle in their memory. And give me a minute to get Susan the... And I'm going to say sassy. Abby. Dora. Zorro. Okay. Somebody said a name I couldn't hear. Drifter. Okay. Lady. Lady. Where do we go? Don't go so fast. She's got to do the candles. We've got Pickles and we've got Abby and Connie. Who do you have? Flip. Flip. Say it again. Taffy. Taffy. Starry. Starry. Ron, you've got one. Oatmeal. Twinkle. Bob. Polly. Sam and Gus. Say it again. Ting ting. Neat. Okay, now I'm at Gus. We need. Okay. 
We have Ting Ting. John, I couldn't hear you. Frosty and Hoover. Pat, who you got? Nancy and Dave. For Toya, just one. Toya, Bobo, Duke, Cinnamon, Cindy, Rascal, Jade and Midnight, Socks and Dan. Are we okay? Chi Chi and Buford. James Earl. Snoopy and Bit. Hank. Hank. Young man, who you got? Carson and Blue Dragon. Carson and Blue Dragon. Tigger. Tigger. Okay, you gotta wait. We want to make sure every critter gets a candle. Boomer. Champ and Rosie. There's Rosie. Rosie reminds me one year I was blessing the animals and a young man came in with his tarantula named Rosie. (laughs) And Rosie was precious and he opened up the cage and took her out and I went to hold his hand and he put Rosie in mine. (laughs) And I just thought, wow. Huh? Rachel? Hawkeye. Mylene. Maggie and Marka. We have a few more candles. Is there anybody that we're not? Pearl Murray Mac, Fritz and Shang. Carly. Carly. Blue Dog. Blue Dog. I'm sorry, Pat, say it. Little bit and smut, and then there was another one. Mark. Aquarius. We've got them all. For all the pups and the kitties and the snakes and the lizards and the mice and the hamsters and the tarantulas that did not get a candle lit. For all the ones who have loved us, for all the ones who are with us and love us now, we are very grateful. Thank you. So that leads to the next thing. Why do we bless? And I'll tell you in a minute. I know why I do, but I have something written that probably makes more sense. When we bless something, we focus our attention on the perfection that was put into its creation. When we bless what is good in our lives, we increase it. 
adding our positive energy to the positive energy that is already a part of it. When we bless something that is not good, we cause the negativity in it to decrease because we are replacing it with positive energy. Blessing increases the positive in everything that exists in our universe. So Susan Bettinger and I will be coming around to bless you and your critter, so please be ready to tell us the names. This is a public service announcement. (laughs) I volunteer at Pet Savers twice a week. Luca is nine weeks old. He was rescued from a Labrador retriever, and he, he is available. He is, he's a precious little fella, and uh, he will ultimately go to Pet Savers, where he will be available for adoption. But if he looks to anybody here, like the kitten, that you absolutely have to have, you may talk to me after the service. Thank you.